As the world begins to emerge from the cave of the 21st century and opens its eyes onto the suffering from centuries of injustice and the bastardization of what it means to be free, the new Nomos podcast is a call. A call for a new beginning. A call for the new men and the new women that yearn to be truly free. A call for us to fulfill our destiny. A call for a new Nomos on the earth. Welcome to the New Nomos Podcast. I'm Abdallah Dutton, inviting you to join me on this journey of discovery to define what the New Nomos is and what we need to get there. This episode was actually the second episode that I ever recorded, but I lost the files and then one of the edits turned up on my computer, so I took it and I started playing around a bit. This episode is with Haj Ahmed Abdallah, a real lover of music and someone that is so passionate about it and someone who's always a delight to converse with. Now, since I don't have the original source file and the full recording, what I've tried to do is, with what I had, add to it with snippets of the music that Haj Ahmed's talking about being performed. But now, obviously, it's the equivalent of talking about a novel and then hearing a few lines of it being read out. It's not the same, but at least it gives you a taste and a feel of that piece of music. This was a fun edit. I hope that you appreciate it and gain from it. So, without much further ado, I present to you episode 21, Listening, Music and Yearning for the Divine. There's no such thing as classical music. There's music. Classical is a label because they want to then differentiate it. Yesterday I was speaking to a friend about this group called Timber Timber, on Apple Music, and they classify it as alternative music, but it's just a label, because Kawali from Indian subcontinent is classical music. The Diwans from from you know the Western Western Africa of Algeria and Morocco, it's classical music. Labeling confuses things. There's music, and real music is what resonates the heart to to yearn for the divine and, and want to be free. The music puts in your heart a yearning for the divine. When you hear Bach's B minor mass, it just puts right into your heart a yearning for the divine, no matter what you know religion you follow, whether it's Judaism, Christianity or Islam, because you are this human being who contains a heart and music goes straight to the heart, it bypasses thought, it bypasses intellect, it bypasses any kind of calculating, and you just hear this wonderful sound that makes your heart come to life.
So it's spontaneous, almost bypassing thinking and, and bypassing the intellect. Well, that is the key. I mean, I mean you, you, you've used the word spontaneity. I mean, from my understanding and studying, it's been so profoundly made clear to me that spontaneity is what man has lost. And, and I've clearly now come to understand that it's spontaneity that's needed to bring life back to human beings. And music is the force, the transformative vehicle or means, you know, art. Because we keep speaking about it again and again, because it goes directly into you without any barrier, it awakens in you a yearning. Because when you listen to Beethoven, when you listen to his fifth symphony, it then awakens in you this urge. You, you feel the urge that Beethoven's transmitting. This urge of wanting to be free. to listen to the fifth symphony and, and you you'll experience that you'll taste that you'll feel that and, and you'll want that Beethoven's fifth symphony makes you want and desire and yearn to be free then he takes it to the, even a greater level when he takes it to the Ninth Symphony, that this urge to Freiheit, this urge to be free, it just, it's just in every cell of your being. You know, Beethoven said, if you understand my music, it will set you free. If you listen to the sonatas, he's speaking to you. I mean, Rilke says this beautiful thing, you know, he says, you know, we sat in the music room and, and there Beethoven spoke. Through his music, Beethoven speaks to you because music is a language. I mean, Derek Cook wrote this very good book called The Language of Music. Music is a very clear language. So in the quartets, I remember going to listen to the quartets at the Wigmore Hall in London. sitting there and even though the music is instrumental it's like these words are coming through 
He's saying in the quartet, he's saying, you know, you have to know yourself. Now, there's no words in the quartets, but, but the message is coming through. Coming back to what Beethoven said, if you understand my music, it will set you free. Now, the word I'm picking up is understand. What, what my question is, is can anybody understand it? Or do you, do you need some kind of prior knowledge? No, every human individual, anybody can understand classical music because the message is there, that the message is in the sound. The message is being played by the instruments of the orchestra. The message has been written down by the composer, by the notes that he's put together to speak to you. This composer is speaking to you by what he's writing down. You know, Mozart speaking to you, Stravinsky speaking to you, you know, Beethoven is speaking to you. He's delivering a message to you. He's delivering the message that it, that's in his being. That's it's, it's in his being, it's in, it's in his heart, it's in his understanding. What he understands and what he wants for himself and for his fellow human being, he's delivering to his fellow humans through the music that he writes, like a writer does it with books um, or novels or poems. Mm. Beethoven does it with music. Wagner went on to do it with with his opera dramas and, and Wagner took it to a higher stage because then he then wrote his own librettos with words which had deep psychological insights to explain things to you as well but then they say even if you don't understand or hear a word of what Wagner's written in his librettos even if you just sat there and listened to Wagner's operas and you didn't understand a word of the German because all of them are in German the message would still come through to you. You would get a higher message if you understand the librettos, and it's highly recommended that you study the librettos because there's deep, deep meaning in the librettos of Wagner's operas. But if you don't understand a word of German and you sit there and you listen to it, if you listen to Tristan, the message will come through because it's, it's in the music. is a high communicative language that bypasses the thought mechanism. Beethoven speaks to you about your greatness, like Rilke speaks to you about your greatness. Rilke speaks to you about how is it that the 
that the very thing that is the most great in you, you know the least. Your greatest essence, Rilke says, isn't it possible that that's what you know the least because you're afraid to access it? And Beethoven is saying, and Rilke is saying, you must access it if you want to live a full life, if you want to feel alive, if you want to be a living being, you have to access this immense greatness that is inside your being. You have to tap it. You, you have to tap it and, and make it gush out of yourself. Music is just coming you know, through these geniuses, these masters, as gifts to us to want to be alive and to want to taste life. They're saying to us, look, life is rich, life is immense, life is expansive. You've just got to you know, drink it and be drunk. I mean, Mozart was a divine musical machine. article by, by John Taverner, a great composer, when he encountered Mozart, when he, when he encountered the music of Mozart, all he tasted was the divine. these composers then were they were they living what they were composing were they living their lives to their absolute fullest i would say yes i mean they were made to struggle you know financially mainly because they weren't recognized in their time or you know even writers in that sense and and they you know got into great debt because they kind of held with conviction to the gift and the talent they'd been given rather than saying no no i can't do this i have to you know go and work in the mill to buy my bread they they you know mozart just wrote music and wrote music beethoven just wrote music and wrote music i mean bach was an exception he was paid but he every day he had to produce a piece of music for the church that i mean his incredibleness he and then he had offspring who were just in struggle. Life is has no limit. There's no measure of the, the. You can't put any limit on the possibilities of what's there. It's it's outpouring. It's just is is it's unending. It's limitless. It's we who limit it by our thinking and our worry and our calculating. You know. But the people who were in connection with the divine. I mean, going back to even say Naisa. In a Sayyidina Isa was like the birds. He went out in the morning without any worry, knowing he would be fed. And Beethoven's music is just he's just telling you to be heroic. You know, Rilke's writing is just telling is just it's just calling on you to be heroic, which you, you know, are tasting from the Iliad. So it's all a seamless connection. And reading the Iliad, 
I mean, it resonates within you, calling you to something higher. I mean, I was reading um, one passage the other day, and you, you think about it being 3,000 years old, and it's speaking to you right here and right now in the moment. And I mean, and, and reading the Iliad, it happens time and time and time again. So, I mean, look what I'm really here to explore is how can we use music to awaken within us the heroic? Or is it like really just a matter of listening to it? I would say it's a matter of desire. You have to desire you have to desire and want to be free. Going back to Beethoven, he's communicating. When you listen to him, yes, you have to listen to him. So to to go with what you're saying, do you just listen to it? Yes. I mean, what do we do in this conversation? Do I sit here and say, which I am now going to sit here and say, <laughs> well, I've listened to Beethoven and what I've heard from Beethoven is the message from him to be heroic, but then I've been fearful to take the steps towards that. So we bring a lot of levels into it because at the same time, for heroism to come forth, fear has to leave people. If fear stays, no matter how much Beethoven I listen to, I'm not going to move. Everything, you know, from Dostoevsky to Tchaikovsky to, to Beethoven to who to denuncio, I mean, I mean, if you read The Flame, I mean, it's just pure art and wine. Heroic is equated with, with wildness, to be wild and free. You know, to be wild and free, I have to be fearless. Real, real, true freedom. There is no other true freedom. It does not exist other than spiritual freedom. If you are not spiritually free, you're not free. Even with, if you have wealth, if your spirit isn't free, you're still locked. You're still imprisoned. So you want to be spiritually free. It's the spirit that, that isn't afraid of being heroic. If the spirit's free, then you'll be a wild hero. Each human is possible of the heroism that Achilles had, but you know, to his own limit. But he's still capable of it. Mm. He is capable of it. I want to touch on another idea as well. Uh, one of the concepts that that I reflected on from music or, or or from listening to music, and I mean, like in my personal case, it's it's pretty much Beethoven. But that is the the idea of just listening, and I want to just talk a little bit about that. You know, like the the, the audio faculty and and just. I guess the art of listening. Allahu Akbar. Well, what you're saying is the key. The listening is essential for you to get a, you know, a focus of what you need to do, or an understanding of why you're here. You know, why am I here? Why have why have I been created? What do I do with this short span of life that I have? You know, Rilke opens the ninth elegy with those same words. He says, you know, why when this short span of life, you know, could be lived a little greener than all the other leaves? Why, why don't we do it? Why do we then decide on being human and, and then 
longing for fate, we avoid fate, we avoid the very thing we long for. <laughs> we know what we want, but then, but then we don't go for it. But he, he says it's just, it's just a crack in the human being. They long for something and then they avoid the very thing they're longing for. Now, listening is important, but then listening in the stillness of the night or listening in the stillness of the morning, you have to set aside time for listening. That listening could be or can be or should be even uh, to a Beethoven quartet. It will speak to you. It will inspire you. It will put a spark in you. It can be to a, a Beethoven sonata. And it's been said that Beethoven sonatas are an auxiliary to the discovery of who you are. So if you listen to Beethoven sonatas, they help you understand who you are. The listening is essential to figure, to figure things out, but then you have to go beyond the figuring out. So you figured it out, but now you have to use what, you, what you've just figured out. You have to use it. Otherwise, it's just sitting there as a, as, a, as a figured out solution to the problem you had. But you'll still have the problem if you don't use what you've just been given as, as the key and the answer. There was something you talked about a little bit earlier. It's, uh, almost knowing what you need to do but not doing it. It made me think specifically about something that I was told a while back that kind of really um, stuck with me, that the heart is a magnet and whatever we desire, we draw towards ourselves. And I think at that point where a lot of us, and, and, and very much myself included, you know, we miss the target, is that we pull something towards us that we want, that we know we want in our being, and then, you know, as it passes past us, we don't grab hold of it and we just let it pass and then we've lost and, and, and we haven't grabbed hold of, of what it was that we were calling towards ourselves. I mean, this is just a thought that I had when you mentioned that line uh, by Rilke. Can I just read that one text? These are the opening lines of the ninth elegy of Reina Maria Rilke. Why, when this short span of being could be spent like the laurel, a little darker than all the other green, the edge of each leaf fluted with small waves, like the wind's smile. Why then do we have to be human and avoiding fate long for fate? So that's the essence. Rilke, Rilke's message was, you know, live, you know, live, live. And that's what we're really sitting here. I think that's what you're feeling when you hear the Iliad, when you hear Homer. Homer is just saying, live your life to its utmost potential. Mm. Fulfill your destiny to its highest possibility. So I'm saying we can you know, sit for days talking poetically and beautifully like this, but 
Um, maybe because there's no battlefield out there for us to put it into action, but I don't know. But then we have, you know, Earth's younger to guide us. Then the thing is we then have to go into the forest for the moment if there's no battlefield to go to. But we must then take the forest passage. So there's one last thing that I wanted to talk about, and that is the subject of Kawali. I mean, you mentioned it a lot earlier, and you mentioned that, you know, Kawali is classical music. Um, could you talk a little bit about Kawali and your experiences with it? Kawali does, for me, what Western classical music does. It, you know, it just drowns my heart with yearning for the divine. Kawali was used as a vehicle to take the Deen of Islam to the people of the Indian subcontinent. Because it, it, it connects to everything we've talked about because it went straight to the heart. So when people heard it, they fell in love with the divine. When they heard the music, when they heard the words, you know, when the stars weren't here, when the, you know, when the earth wasn't here, when, when the truth hasn't descended, you were still here. And then when, when the man says that word, but you were still here, indicating the divine. In that moment, it, it affects you in such a way. You know, you're gone, you understand what they're saying. They're telling you that the divine is real and the divine exists and you must worship him. So Kawali was used as a vehicle to open up the heart to the wonders of the divine and the existence of the divine and the tasting of the divine. In the depths of Kawali, is the, you know, again, is the word ishk, you know, is the word yearning. And there's Kawali and Kawali and Kawali upon ishk. <laughs> And one Kamali says, without yearning, you will not reach the place that you want to reach. Without bina ishk manzal hathni aiga, you know, you the, the, the place you won't you won't won't grasp it if you don't have yearning in your being, you won't get to the place you want to get to. But by them saying that, they're just reminding you about that. And you have to remember, poetry is so wonderful, it kills you by giving you opposite meanings. It says, it says you know, don't do that, meaning, you know, that's what I want, you know, I want that most. You know, he said, you know, don't pierce me with your intoxicating love because you're just killing me. But really, that's what he's yearning for. So Kawali is there as a vehicle, again, to awakening you love for the divine and when you love the divine you know then then you can be heroic i'm so glad i found this episode because it took me right back to where i was when i recorded it and that is between the episode on the Iliad and the episode on the Waldgang. And I can see the pieces that were moving 
in my psyche and, and how this journey was unfolding, everything in its right time. My main takeaway was how music can be used as a tool to unlock the spontaneity within you. And it's something that bypasses the intellect and goes straight to the heart. And so if you'd like to take up Hajj Ahmed's advice and set aside time for listening, you could start with some of the pieces that I put into this episode. I've put the links to the relevant pieces of music in the episode description. Thank you very much for listening, and I'll be back soon with another episode. Thank you. Mm-hmm.